Pull up over there, Gabular. What does it mean, drive-through? I don't know. It says Starbucks. Oh, Starbucks from Battlestar Galactica. I like that show. Me too. Hello. Welcome to Starbucks. What would you like today? Take us to your Rico. I don't think we have that flavor, but tell me the ingredients, and I will see if we can make it. Take us to your Rico, the weekly podcast discussing science fiction and geeky goodness. Okay. Do you want that tall, grande, or venti? What is venti? Uh, that's our largest size, sir. Then we'll take venti, very venti, 12 of them. One for each of our mouths. Uh, okay. That will be $83.94 at the first window. What does it mean, eight-foot clearance? I don't know. Can we get the ship up to the window? This isn't Rico. This is Frappuccino. Wow, you gotta try this. Wow, this is great. Trash and sci-fi. Rico, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, caffeine. Whoa! Trash and sci-fi.com. Ooh, wow, well, I don't feel so well. Thanks for letting me drink your shoe. Yay! Ooh, I really like this. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, ooh, ooh. Ah. Well, I can't like sci-fi.com. Well, I can't like sci-fi.com. Better than Starbucks. Boy, I don't like boys. I didn't guess the new Starbucks did, so I guess it's actually a loser situation. Are we there yet? Well, that was great again. Thanks to uh, Rick and Nathan Moyer for another great entry in their Alien uh, series of Treks in Sci-Fi spots. Really like that. Thanks a lot, guys. Sounds like those aliens had a little bit too much caffeine at Starbucks there. Yeah, it was good. Good uh, stuff. I, I really like that. This week, it is Treks in Sci-Fi, show 149. Just one more episode to show 150, which will be next weekend. But this week, we have 149. Today is... November the oh, 18th, November 18th, 2007. What you're about to hear on this week's show is a Skype call from uh, myself, or f- with myself, I should say, and people from the forums and listeners to the podcast. We talk about sci-fi and TV and the writer's strike and movies and the RPG game on the forums. Lots of good geeky stuff for you this time. Uh, and we cover a lot of different shows. Uh, if you are... Uh, not caught up, you might want to wait. We kind of disclaim things at the beginning of this Skype call, but uh, we don't really give away a lot of stuff, I don't think, uh, on the podcast, so I think you can listen away. Uh, this uh, show, uh, or the rest of it, will be basically a Skype call right after the musical intro, and I think uh, that's about all I needed to say for now, so uh, enjoy, and uh, right after the intro, like I said, will be our Skype call. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
Okay, we're on the Skype line here with some uh, people that you've probably heard before. I'm going to go around. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, science fiction and fantasy on television and at the movies, maybe a little bit on books and a little bit of things that are going on on the uh, forums in the RPG game that's going on on the Treks and Sci-Fi forums. And to begin with, I'm just going to let everyone uh, start off and introduce themselves. Uh, uh, Jen, why don't you go ahead? Hi, I'm Jen. Wow. Uh, Rick, I think I heard your, you, you commenting. Uh, Rick, uh, we've got Rick Moyer here. Say hello, Rick. If I if I follow Jen's uh, lead, I'll... Hi, I'm Rick. From Aberdeen, now I'll tell you. I'm from Aberdeen. Well, you know, she does play that Vulcan <coughs> character on the on the RPG, so, you know, right she's... To the That's right. And, and we, have, uh, we have Chris, who's just X on the forums. Hi, how's it going? And we have Kenny from California, which everyone is familiar with who listens to the show. Hey, guys, it's Kenny. Got John. John is on from, this is John from Russia, correct? Yes. I always get confused because you have a brother, right? Yeah, 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 that's Joe. Joe, John and Joe, okay. And we have King Linkser from the forums. And, and I'm sorry, King, what's your real real life name? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not revealing that this podcast is oh, number 150 that I'm revealing that. <laughs> all right. And besides, all right, you I, made me last, I so thought, I'm I, just sticking it back. I thought I could uh, could <laughs> slip it in somehow there and trick you, but I guess not. So uh, No, that's 150. I'm revealing that then. Okay. All right. Um, well, welcome to uh, – I'm glad everyone had some uh, time to get on Skype today. Thanks, and welcome to the show. Uh, like we've done in the past, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, sci-fi, TV, and fantasy things, uh, some of the new shows, some of our old uh, returning favorites. Uh, well, let's start off with uh, probably, to me, the uh, the biggest returning one uh, since Lost isn't back yet and Battlestar Galactica still isn't back yet. But, of course, uh, we talk about Heroes a little bit, and it's kind of... You know, it's kind of had an up and down season, at least in, in a lot of people, at least online and people that I talk to in uh, in real life about the show, what their opinions are. Uh, anyone like to uh, just kind of say something for a few minutes about what they think about this season? Oh, just uh, before we get started uh, into it heavily, uh, there possibly could be on any of these uh, shows that we're going to talk about some spoilers if you're not caught up. Uh, that's kind of the general rule for these shows. We uh, we don't talk really heavily about the nitty-gritty, I wouldn't say, but just kind of our overall uh, view of the shows. But just had to throw that out there for people listening to the podcast. So with all the uh, disclaimers out of the way, who would like to uh, talk about heroes to start off with? Me? Sure, go ahead. Well, this is like actually the first... When you, when you do that, this like, is actually the first season I've watched it. And, uh, oh, okay. I didn't get to see the first season. I only saw about first couple episodes and then episodes in between. I was just too busy. But I finally got into watching the second one. And I guess since I don't have a basis on the first one, I really like this season a lot. But that's just me. I, I don't know. So you didn't have a problem with, uh, with jumping in in season two without knowing or without watching season one? No, I didn't really have a problem. I kind of, you know, got stuff from you guys during Skype calls and over yeah. the forums. So I didn't have a problem jumping in season two. It's like, this is, I'm going to watch it this time. 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, one of the things that's been sort of a positive and maybe uh, a negative this year, and for people that probably are new to the show, but they've kind of started off on, you know, maybe perhaps a little bit like they did last year and a little slow. So for new people, I could see that being an advantage uh, to uh, to kind of introduce them to the characters and what their abilities and powers are and, and all that. Who else? Uh, who else has some uh, viewpoint? I know Kenny watches it. Uh... Yeah, I do. I do watch it, um, and I'm still actually enjoying it. Um, it has started, I think, even slower than the first season. Um, I just think they're trying to tell too many stories. There's so many. We had, you know, a huge cast last season, right? And yeah. then they decide to add. Oh, let's add six more new people. You know, even if they're in there for a short time, like the whole Ireland group of people are in there for a short period of time, but still. You know, six episodes to get to know all of our new people. You don't see really Nikki until the sixth or seventh episode, um, which, you know, I mean, we grow to like these characters from first season, and then you don't get to really see them. I mean, Hero obviously was a biggie, and Claire. Um, Peter was kind of there. But, you know, the majority of the other people, you didn't really see too much of their story. Right, right. Um which, you know, I mean, and, and the reason I like Heroes is because of their original people. And I understand introducing new people, just not six people at once. So we have to, it, it feels like I started all over again with the series. But I'm still enjoying it. Um, I don't like the, the Wonder Twins. I wish they would at least move their story along. Right now they've been traveling from Mexico to New York for the past eight episodes. That, yeah. or at least they could, you know, take some Kleenex with them to wipe their eyes off. That's just disgusting. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that, and that and that power too is just a little hard, I think, to deal with. I mean, it's so devastating, I mean, I, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like that, you know, that she's negative and and the and the brother's positive. So I mean, they counterbalance their twins. So that makes sense. It's but, the battery I mean, twins. It's definitely a rough power to have. I mean. Until she learns to control it. Yeah, I mean, there were a few times where they showed where she didn't kill the people. You know, they kind of, you know, did the, you know, power rings touch or whatever thing or where they touch each other. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the brother brother can bring them back, but she can kill them. I mean, somebody's, like, really been watching way too much, like, you know, 1970s. (laughs) Super Friends. uh, Super Friends shows. (laughs) Well, I was thinking if they they all lived at home like that, can you imagine if they had a whole bunch of brothers and sisters, what their fights must have been like? The entire family... (laughs) Just you know, destroyed every weekend, and then brought back to life. Well, they it did just get this recently, at least. Oh, well, that's like right. Four months ago, but uh, but yeah, it's you know <laughs> the, these shows that have a big cast. Lost has the same kind of you know difficulty a little bit. You know that you get a big cast, and then they even have tried on that show as well to bring in new characters, and it's yeah, it's really kind of hard to do it. You know, I remember back in in season one of Heroes, they had talked about that by the end of the year the end of the season you would you know more of the characters would have been gone and and yeah. they really haven't done that i mean what have we lost one or something from the end of the season to to the beginning of, into this season two who is it the only, I mean, the we, only we've, we've, we've lost we've lost we've lost you know we've lost characters in season one like Oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just talking about really the main ones and the ones that were like at the end there of season one that were all kind of together in that final uh episode yeah i mean we saw we lost what DL, yeah, which um, and but the girl who could do uh, what was her name? The illusion girl, right? Yeah, illusion, she, right? By Siler at the yeah. beginning. But it, you know, they had made it sound like it was going to be more like okay, we were going to get rid of Brand quite a few of the uh, yeah. original characters, and then they were going to bring in a lot of new ones, and they've kind of haven't really gotten rid of a lot of the new ones at all. Which I like them. I don't want them to really 
dump many of them, but now you've got the problem, well, okay, if we had three or four more new characters, well, now we how do we spread the time out between all these characters? And and the, the situation with this writer's strike, I guess what, Kenny, is it's like going to stop, uh, you know, in December? And if nothing changes on the strike, we may, you know, who knows if when and they'll continue this uh, this season. Yeah. This could be it's... the end of, you know, after a few more episodes, <clears throat> could it be the end of season two? Yeah, well, they talked about uh, how they went back and retooled, you know, because they have like a mid-season finale uh, before they go on their, their sure, Christmas right. hiatus. They talked about retooling it to make it an actual uh, season finale. This whole current storyline, uh, Tim Kerring, who's the creator, he mentioned that not, uh, unlike last season, this story would not take the entire season to tell. Um, this generation's chapter two that they're telling right. now. Now, do you think that so, means he's going to conclude the whole, uh, you know, the this disease yeah, that's supposed yeah. to wipe out the whole planet? I don't, I don't see how they're going to do it in three episodes, but supposedly they retooled the final episode for the mid-season to be the finale of the show for this storyline. Right. I think I had read that, too. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that works out. That's uh, it seems like a pretty big thing to conclude, like you said, in a few more a couple more yeah. episodes. But yeah. How how are they going to do that? Three episodes? There's <coughs> way too much to tell in three it's episodes. Hollywood, man. Somebody it's will wake up and say, whoa, I had a bad dream. And there, I had dreamed that there was this disease. <laughs> oh, and, you know. No, they just gave you a reason how to do it on the last episode. The well, Adam, late. right? Yeah, they have three characters that have the ability to do what Adam can do. The only one they know where it is is Claire. But with Peter back and Adam there and Claire... Somebody can cure it. Yeah, I wasn't so sure. Have they really said that Claire has... I mean, they indicated, at least the previews I've been seeing, can she cure disease as well as her own injuries? I, I, I don't I don't think she's developed that power yet, but I think she will develop. You know how their powers are growing, like we saw with Matt and his dad. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah as they get mm-hmm. used to them and what they can do with them. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think Adam has the same power as Claire, and I just think he's been around longer, so he's developed... Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, different, my... you know, more of it. Yeah. But if the yeah, they, they obviously yeah, they definitely there's ways for them to stop it. It does sound like it it, it could get kind of rushed, but uh was there uh John or or Jen? I can't remember. Are you guys heroes watchers? No. <laughs> I haven't uh, been able to watch no a single episode. Being so quiet. Rick, how about I know you're watching, so do you got anything else uh, you'd like to add to uh Yeah, I do. I, I wrote down a few things that I really enjoy about this season. Is it in uh, first is all, it in poem form? Is it in the FOMO form of <laughs> Yes. I'll start by no, I'm just joking. It's not in poem form, but uh our whole family watches this show and uh, we look forward to it on Monday nights and it's one of the only shows we actually watch pretty much live because that's my day off so we get to watch it and uh, we don't have to dv even though we dvr it we watch it anyway really like the comic book feel of it there is a lot of storyline going on but i think that's one of the things that i like about it because it's just really it's very fast paced and yeah um, i like how they fit so much into it it really does remind me of reading a comic book and i love that style really like the wes and claire storyline that's awesome uh i it was fun to see veronica mars yeah, she's nice. she's nasty in this now. Yeah, isn't yeah I was, she? well, at first I didn't think she was so nasty, but now after watching the last episode, I let went, me Ooh. let me spark you. My my younger son likes yeah. to do that: drag his feet across the floor, you know, across the carpet, and, hey, and let then me touch zap you. you. Static electricity, yeah, yeah. yeah. that was kind of different. <laughs> um, uh, really like, uh, I think my favorite storyline of all has been Hero and Kinsey. That that was just so cool. 
Yeah, I, I like that too. It. I like this stuff with Japan. I, I, you know, some people seem to thought that that was. Uh, I'm glad that it's tied into that. It doesn't. It, it did yeah. make a big difference. You know, now you can it see did. it was important. Now you can see why. Well, I really enjoyed it when he found when um, what's hero sidekick's name? And Ando. Yeah, yeah Ando. Ando. When he found the sword with all this, the writing and the, and the scientists reading along with it. Yeah, right. That was cool. And, that was just awesome, and then of course I I love having uh, Uhura in the in the whole story, Nichelle Nichols, and mm-hmm. seeing Copycat Girl. That's pretty cool. I've been listening to this other podcast called the Tenth Wonder Podcast, and they go through um, a bunch of the they go they they immediately record their their response to the show that night. Ah, okay. Like like a ten minute little blurb, and then they do a whole entire hour or so just some fans. And uh, it's a really good podcast if you want to listen to the ins and outs. Yeah, of. they've even gone and toured the set and everything. I think it's, Kenny, you listen really cool. to that too, don't you? Yes, I do. I, I haven't caught up on it this season, but yes, I listened to it all last season. So it's a, it's a great if you really like heroes, it's a really fun one to listen to because you get a lot of insight and and uh, speculation, and it's cool. So anyway, I'm enjoying this this uh, season. It's great. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think they've been doing a good job with it. Uh, I wasn't really, you know, there were a few things I would have done different if it was me doing the show. But you know, that's always the case. I, I, I still think it's a great show, uh, probably the best uh, TV comic book show they've ever done. Really, I mean, it's it's fairly serious, and these guys obviously know what works. And and uh, you know, like you were mentioning, Kenny, you know, Tim Kring, uh, the um, he's had some comments in the news in the last uh, week or so, week or two. Because he is one of the writers, but he's also like the creator and and exec on the show. But because of the strike, he obviously can't you know write. But he has made some uh, admissions that you know maybe things didn't start off as fast as as they should have. And he's had some other things to say. So oh yeah, I think he's that's, definitely uh, admitted that they made mistakes. Yeah, well and you know it's <coughs> you don't think of it as a mistake until he gets the reaction from the people out there. You know they were doing what yeah, they right. thought was best, and and you know yeah. you got to do that, and then you just go on and and you. But I think it was showed a lot of character that he kind of came out and kind of said that and said, you know, we're trying to do a good show, but we we're also listening to what you guys want, too. And I think that's that's big. And, and these days that is with, very cool with the Internet and forums and, and, you know, almost getting like you mentioned, Rick, about this podcast right after a show is aired. These guys are getting like immediate feedback. Unlike, yeah, you know, in the old wild. days, well, I really like the, you know, this show. Maybe I'll write a letter in a, in a week or two, and maybe I'll send yeah. it in, and maybe some secretary or assistant will read it, and maybe it'll make it, you know, it's it's so fast-paced these days. These guys immediately, you know, get back uh, feedback on their shows, and I, that's, it's it's impressive, I think, in Battlestar Galactica, and there's been some other shows, I think Lost has been impacted by that that, uh, you know, they, they really listen, and I, I think that shows a lot uh, on their part. Obviously, they still have to do what they want to do, but it's it's a good uh, a good thing to uh, to keep, uh, you know, their ears to what the fans like. So uh, anybody else got any final uh, thoughts about Heroes, or, or should we move on to some of the other shows? One Let's of my move favorites. on, so Jen can talk. Okay. Jen, yeah, wait, want Rick, to hear from Jen. Jen, what do you, you want, want to talk that? about, Jen? Tell us what you'd like to talk about on TV. Oh, TV. Mm. Pushing Daisies. Mm. Well, Pushing <laughs> Daisies is really good. Yeah, talk about that. I'm not, I haven't had a chance to watch it. it it's on my list, and I figure uh-huh. in, in another month or two with the strike, I'll, I'll get a chance to get caught up. But go ahead and, uh, and get us started on Pushing Daisies. I know a lot of people like that show a lot. Lynn's actually watching it. My wife's watching that show, and uh, and I'm not. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to call it a um, 
a mix of Edward Scissorhands and what would you say, Kenny? Um, oh man, it's Edward Scissorhands all the way. <laughs> yeah, but it's a mix it's, of another. Uh, a light it's, version. It's escaping of me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's very whimsical and um, colorful and fairy tale like. There's a narrator that does it. Who's the guy it's, that does it, Kenny? It's Jim Dell. He does the Harry Potter novels. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he just has a great voice, and he adds mm-hmm. so much to it. Yeah, I, li- I really like the juxtaposition between um, the main character who has the ability to bring people back to life by touching them, and the fact that it's so like sweet and and um, romantic, romantic and... and and just very like I said, fairy tale like. Yeah. It's kind of odd that that split between okay, there's a dead guy sitting up with a big hole in his head <laughs> talking to the guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's still romantic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a nice little mix. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It certainly sounds, you know, like it's it's not like anything else on television or anything that I can think of they've ever really done before. No, it's uh, very yeah. unique. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I've had some some of my friends are starting to get tired because it is basically the same story over and over. Mm-hmm. You know, they're you know they they're investigators and they investigate uh, killings and so obviously they're gonna touch a dead person, ask them who killed them, and then investigate. And that's the basis of the story. Right. And there's the, un- the underlying story of Ned, who's the main character who can touch people. But if he touches them again, they die. And so he touched his, uh, his uh, childhood sweetheart, who- whose name is Chuck, and brought her back to life. And they're still in love with each other. They've been in love with each other since they were like seven years old. But they can never touch each other again because she'll die. Yeah, they've de- so it's, devised it's, these really unique ways to um, be close to each other without accidentally yeah. touching one another, which is kind of funny. Now, did, yeah. is she she's aware of all this, right? Yes, she, she's aware yeah. of all that. Okay. <coughs> yeah, that everyone seems to be of, a, of, of the character, you know, the X Men Rogue character, you know, where if she touches somebody and they did that in the movies a little bit, you know, she can mm-hmm. absorb their basically their their essence, and if they're they're super powered, she gets their powers and all that, and can actually. If she holds on to him for too long, she can kill him, and it, it reminds me of that a little bit. Uh, at least her her problem with being close to anyone. You know, she of course Rogue can't touch anyone. He just can't touch her. But I guess yeah. this Chuck, she can. Um, she could touch other people, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes they just can't touch each other. One episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, that must. He can't be even touch hard. his dog, who he also brought back yeah. to life. Oh, that had never dog, worked for me. That, the that dog had, understands yeah. this too. So. Oh, the dog is great. The dog is a yeah. character all into its own. Uh huh. Yes, it is. The dog is fantastic. He uses a back scratcher to pet the dog. Which is <laughs> oh, that's clever. funny. And the that's dog true. gets yeah. that. The dog knows that if he like jumps or licks him right. or whatever, he's he's gone or he's whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then you have another character named Olive who's in love with Ned. The, he's a pie maker. That's the whole premise. Uh, or at least the backstage of where most of the action takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have her who's in love with Ned, and you know, of course, he does. He sees her as a friend and not as a romantic interest. And now, who um, works they, on this, uh, Kenny? Who do you behind the scenes at all? Any people that we're familiar with? I, I, I yeah, Brian Brian Fuller. He's done Buffy and Angel. Oh right, and okay, Brian Fuller. Firefly okay. and yeah, he's done a lot, and he's done a Wonderland. He's done a lot of those whimsical type of you know more fantasy sci-fi type things. Anyone else, uh, Rick? Have you watched that show? Are you? Uh, up you know, on... I've DVR'd it. My wife and my daughter watch it, and I've never actually watched one episode. Not at all. Uh, you're missing out, Rick. I know. I I just have no time. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty soon we'll have time to get caught up on this stuff, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. on, you know, whether, you know, that's good or bad, I, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously the the strike is going to be, in, you know, a pretty big impact. I just read uh, uh, Shifting Gears a little bit, I guess, but I just read that, that uh, Bionic Woman uh, has stopped production now due to the strike Aww. that they ran out of. Yep. Uh, yeah, they ran out of, you know, uh, bionic things for her to do that were written down on, on paper. and uh... I was really digging the Bionic Woman, too. That was I thought that show was great. Have you I've really? I don't it. know. Yeah, there's, just, it. It, it, there's still something about it that just seems a little, I don't know, off yeah. or something. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Rick. It's not it's not a must-see, but I yeah, actually – I missed the first five episodes, and I DVR'd them. And then uh, my partner and I sat down, and we watched five hours' worth back to back to back yeah and it was yeah. it was it's enjoyable enough that i i want to watch it now i watch it every week yeah. Yeah. but it's still it's not like oh god you know like heroes or pushing daisies right, right i have to i have it's to be there have yeah. no well, i, I know, mean when, i have to watch it live when it's well, happening and be there and watch it one thing that know? i thought too was when katie uh when uh, starbuck you know katie sackoff was on there as the you know evil or first bionic woman in those early episodes it just mm-hmm. seemed uh, she was much more interesting to watch. I, I yeah. don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. it's because she's evil and all, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. But, evil. Uh, you know, well, I expect that, her to jump in her Viper and take off. Yeah. <laughs> the, the actress doing the Bionic Woman, I think, is slowly getting a, a little bit more comfortable, a little, a little better. I notice as the episodes go on, I'm, I'm enjoying her and her uh, portrayal of Jamie Summers more. Yeah. But did you, you know, guys catch the Did you catch the last one where we all of us in the family started cheering because we we saw they as she started to run they slowed it down and for a moment just for a moment you could hear the old Steve Austin. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I heard about that. I haven't watched this week yet, but I heard that that they did that. My friend Mark told me about that, and I've got it on the DVR. I got the DVR set to watch that probably maybe tonight to uh, catch up on it. But, yeah, I, 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 I was, I'm not really super thrilled with the way they've been doing her bionic effects, too. It, it seems yeah. a little like they're trying to yeah. figure out what they think looks best. You know, what what does, you know, I don't know. They're just, uh, they come well, It reminds sometimes. me a little bit. Their special effects remind me of Birds of Prey and of uh, yeah. Dark Angel. yeah. That's kind like, of the like, feel of it. It's just I don't know. There was something kind of classic about the slow motion and and the and the noises, <laughs> and I, the spring sound. And I'm not <laughs> sure. I mean, is there anyone that's that's let, let let's say this? Put this question out there. Is anyone watching Bionic Woman, the new one now, that never saw the original one on on the podcast here right now? No, King. Nope. Nope. Okay. So, see that that might nope. be. I haven't really had a chance to talk to anyone, and maybe someone listening, you know, shoot me an email or a voicemail uh, for the people that have maybe have seen it. Actually, actually, my son has uh, uh, watched it, and he did, he wasn't thrilled at all by the show. So, I don't know yeah. if it's the if it's us that have seen the original nostalgia thing. Going yeah, on. I'm not sure. I think so. Yeah. I mean, my my big thing with Bionic Woman is when she's fighting. All she has to do is kick really hard or yeah. grab him really hard. She like takes a beating, and I'm like, just kick him or just yeah, throw I, him I, against I, the wall. I mean, come you, on, you have bionics. Yeah, I find that myself was, yelling at the TV and doing the same thing, Kenny. That I do I, that every time. Yeah, she's like, duh. I, 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 mean, I just, uh, I, I don't know if it's her learning it, holding back, afraid she's going to hurt someone. They've never really brought that up. You know, if let's say in the, one of the early episodes she she did that to somebody and really hurt him badly, like put him in the hospital or something. Okay, now yeah. she she has a reason to be like kind of holding back, but they, that never happened that I can think of. So yeah, and you well, know, the very, 
I mean, she took her boyfriend, slammed him against the side of the wall. Remember in the hospital room, but that yeah, you know, that's what I was going to say. I was surprised that yeah, they killed the true. boyfriend off. Well, I and guess originally they he, they hadn't. He wasn't. Uh, yeah, because in the yeah. pilot, I saw the pilot at Comic Con, and she had a deaf sister, mm-hmm. who was recasted completely, um, and then the boyfriend survived because you know he only got shot yep. in the shoulder, yeah. and then all of a sudden they they play it up on the, you know the previously on on the second episode. And, and they oh, was it still make it look a like Starbuck that killed like, him, Kenny, or killed him? The uh, shot him through the, you know, from across that building thing. Yeah, yeah. Starbuck shot him. Starbuck he shot him. Or, yeah. Dead at the end of the uh, pilot episode. He wasn't dead. He was alive. Yeah. I mean, they even had a line in there: "Is he could be okay?" And the the, the the main guy says, "Yeah, he'll be all right." As long I as he signs that, his contract. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, who no, knows? Just... Perhaps you know they didn't. If you remember when they showed that episode, maybe it'll be one of these things. Maybe he'll turn up again. Maybe he isn't yeah. dead. Maybe they hid that. Ooh. Maybe they got him out maybe. of the, that. There could be. Uh, I could see that happening with this show because they're kind of this, you know, super. You know, another one of these super secret government agencies uh, that that's doing these covert things. So maybe they right. shoveled him off somewhere to work on like you know bionic generation three or whatever. And they realized... I was hoping for a, a cameo from um, Lee Majors and Lindsay Wagner. I thought that would be so cool. Yeah, I, think, but, I, I don't think they would do it. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I read somewhere that they didn't think they'd ever have Lindsay Wagner on there. I'm not sure the reasons, but I thought I read that. Nice and, or something? And Lee Majors, I don't know. Um, you know, he's uh, he. I well, don't know. They could they could just add, sleep number could be the the uh, advertiser for the show and then we get Lindsay on there that way but it, you know it's in its first What's season you know there's only done you know whatever a handful of shows and that kind of thing so that anything could still happen i guess uh, sure. but with the with the strike again and i you know i hate to keep bringing that up but it's i think it's i was reading or not reading listening to some other uh, podcasts this past week and they they were trying to make the point i think it was slice of sci-fi which is generally i i, I like the show but they were saying that they thought the strike was going to help these new shows. And and mm-hmm. I was like, what are you guys talking yeah. about? It's going to hurt them. Yep. Because now all these Actually, shows are going to end help. here in the next few weeks. And yeah. probably best case, if they come back at all, it won't be till next year. So yeah. then yep. these networks are going to decide, well, gosh, do we really want to bring back a show that we only showed 12, 13 episodes for? And the and ratings did, were yeah. so-so, whatever. Yeah. I yep. just think the shows that are borderline, like Pushing Daisies, maybe Bionic Woman, I don't know. I think these shows could just get zapped. Well, Pushing Daisies is actually topping its 8 p.m. time slot. Oh, is so. it? It's doing okay? Yeah. All right, good. It's doing, it, that one's doing good. Bionic Woman, wow. Journeyman, Chuck, uh, those ones are going to be a little bit more uh Yeah, I'd be disappointed the, if Journeyman went away because I really like that That's show. Awesome and, show. And, it, and it's got, it's to me, out of all these shows, it's got the most like sort of long-term potential. <laughs> You know, because yes. it's uh, it's you know, everything's a little different. They've got a, a, one of those premises that they can kind of do anything they want almost each week a little bit. Uh, yeah. Well, let's go talk about that. Uh, unless somebody else, anything else on Bionic Woman? Yes, I have one thing to say. So far, my favorite episode has been where she goes back to school and has the um, English accent that's actually her normal voice. Oh, right, oh, right. That. Yeah. yeah, we enjoyed that too. We were laughing. Yeah, she should talk like that all <laughs> the time. Nice. She should talk know, like that all fast. the time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh well she's good though. You know, that was she was jumping between uh, British and English, you know, accents yeah. uh in the same episode uh pretty well and and I don't really I mean she I thought she did a great job with with that. Uh, that must be kind of hard to do. So uh yeah, that was a fun episode though. I like that. Although that's when she picked up this boyfriend guy, which 
I, I don't know. It's you mean dream dreamy eyes? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Looks yeah. at the screen. Everybody goes, ah. Oh. I'm well, thinking he's gonna find it sooner or later. It, was he yeah, in the I'll last most cool. recent episode? Did he show up yes, again? Yes, he was. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. That sort of reminded me of Alias. Yes. Very where, much so. Yeah. The the two different agencies and the romantic relationship between the main characters and the you know yeah. just. I, that's the last episode I saw. But. Yeah, okay. The um, NBC on Mondays is Journeyman, uh, Chuck. I watch both those. Uh, we can talk about Journeyman a bit. I haven't seen the, the most recent episode, uh, but I, I've really been liking the show. At first, I thought it was just sort of a, a quantum leap knockoff. And, yeah, there's a lot of things that are similar. But, it, you know, it's got interesting characters. I like the actors. Uh, the story is, is moving along. Uh, anyone else uh, watching it? And, and what what would you like to say? Uh, I heard someone I'm say. I'm watching it. Go ahead. I love it. I love it. I uh, I only decided to watch it because the main actor is from Rome. Yeah, he's said, really okay, good. I'll... I really like him a lot. Uh, Kevin yes. McKidd is his name? Kevin McKidd? I think that's it. I can't remember. But I was like, I'll give the show a shot. And I forgot to watch the first episode, but my wife T-voted in the bedroom. So I'm watching it in the bedroom. I'm like, man, I like this show. And it's it's not must-see TV, but every episode's been solid. Every episode's been good. And I'm hooked. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I feel the same way. Actually, each 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 week I get more hooked on it, and and that's a yeah. good sign, I think, for most uh, for a show uh, to to get you like, oh, that was just another one, just like the last one. But yeah, every week it gets a little more. Uh, you know what involved. I like about it, Rico? Yeah, I, I love the fact that the, the difference between the, the premise of this show and Quantum Leap. I just really like the fact that he, when he goes back, he still he encounters people that he encounters all the time, like his own right. real life people. Yeah, that's what makes it different. And so it sure. gets so complicated, and you're you're concerned that they might run into each other, or or well, and he jumps you know, they, back and forth, and he has to deal with his present day situation yes. and what it's doing, which to, is really really cool. And then the family. whole the yep. whole thing with the the money and the 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 kid, yep. you know, paying for the pizza and stuff. That that's just a great twist to it all it's yeah it's really right hard on him i mean it's really messing oh. things up for him a lot and, and yeah. Yeah. you know it, it, it's interesting because it's not one of these classic things where oh i can time travel oh i have a superpower oh i was in this great but no it's not so great and i that, that's and everything's I, not better at the end of the show every time there's right. actually more it, it actually gets more tense as time goes on because his brother's relationship is strained and his wife you know the whole thing it's great yeah, I think they've been doing a good job, and they got a good cast. Then that's that's another one of those, like you said just uh, a few minutes ago, Kenny. You know, that might be a little borderline, and I'd really hate to see it end. You know, just after they yeah. finish off uh, the episodes that yeah. they've got left. Anyone else uh, watching that they like to comment on this show? Um, I haven't watched. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Well, I haven't watched Journeyman, but I just wanted to suggest an interesting topic. You could do a whole topic i think on not just on journeyman but on shows that are where the premise is time travel because there's mm-hmm. so many of them over the years that that may be an interesting theme i think yeah that and uh you know things and they've done in the movies and it's yeah and and obviously trek has done a lot of time travel stuff so yeah that's a good idea i've uh, actually i think a couple other people have emailed me that suggestion and it's on my list of uh you know, things to cover. Things to uh, cover. Yeah. The, the ever-growing list, and, you know, it's like every week there's four more things that go on the list, and maybe one of them comes off is about the way it works. But The weird the weird part about that, though, is that we've actually done a show like that already, but we just don't realize it oh. yet. Oh. <laughs> that was oh. 
Sorry. Yeah, like I love the uh, you know, like I love the Back to the Future movies. I thought that was some of the slickest stuff they've ever done, and and, and the most fun uh, for time travel type things. And, and it would be fun to cover those as well. So, uh, but yeah, it's a great show. You know, for anyone listening to this uh, this Skype call via the podcast, you know, check it out. Uh, you know, find it uh, however you can. Uh, I'm not sure NBC. Don't they have a new way of getting shows now? <clears throat> What's it called? They, uh, they uh, all do. Yeah, I mean, Fox, it, it, they, they had that little falling out with iTunes, and they've got their own little special site set up. I can't. The name is escaping me. I think it's like Hulu or something like that. Uh, like H-U-L-U, but search online. You'll be able to find it and download uh, shows if you're not caught up. Uh, Journeyman is definitely one if you're a sci-fi fan to check out. Uh, uh, how about Chuck? Anyone watching that? It's kind of a fun little show. I love I Chuck. Love I, show. I'm watching it as so, well. I just saw the first four. I'm still working on the rest. Yeah, it, it's, I just, it's fun. I like the actors on there again. You know, that to me helps a lot. I, I won't watch a show if I don't like the characters and the actors playing those characters. And, you know, even if the premise is kind of whatever and the plots maybe haven't been the greatest, sometimes, uh, you know, if the characters and actors are strong enough and good enough, uh, I'll watch anyway. But, uh, yeah, that's a fun show. It's uh, I, too I much on so Monday nights, though. Gosh, you know, it's like what I everything know. is on Monday night. It's it's like crazy. Or Wednesday. It's uh, Yeah. I hate it when they do that. It's like putting a McDonald's across from a Burger King. I guess they figure everyone's watching TV on Monday night well. Well, we're gonna we're gonna fight it out. Uh, so, have any of you guys ever worked retail? Oh God, no. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. And I'm telling you, that's why I love the show because it's it's like putting a bunch of nerds in a retail store and then laughing. <laughs> I mean, I that that was me, man. I I worked at J.C. Penney in the in the electronics part, and that. Was, Did you have like a Harry Harry Wong or what is his name Wang on the show? Oh, isn't he, like that, he's his nemesis that bugs him all the time. And, oh, it's so funny. I, and I just laugh because I think of all the customer service people that want you to help with their with their gadgets and all this stuff, and and just these guys sitting around. One of them with you know a few of them with absolutely no life at all, and then other guys that are actually experiencing life. And it's just great. It's the the dynamics and the the writing. Uh, Nathan commented to me. My son commented how great the writing is on that show. We I like laugh. Baldwin on there too. You know, Gene uh, from <laughs> Firefly. You know, he he just he yeah. just like basically all he's got to do is sort of grimace or walk in and he just he, yeah he's just such a character you know? yeah <laughs> i like him on there and the girl is fun and you know and the guy playing chuck i think he does a really great job oh, i he's mean great. i'm not sure what he's yeah. shown up in before but he he is he really just, good you, have you caught the posters in his bedroom and stuff and yeah the, he's got a tron and, poster and yeah. what's the other one dune i think i think, I think his, yeah his, dune dune's up on the wall yeah yeah it, it's a fun show completely you know i like sci-fi fantasy but you know completely ridiculous premise yeah i, yeah. I, I, I mean i'd believe <laughs> well, what is the being, premise of truck oh it's uh, basically uh <laughs> the first episode he gets sent uh, there's this thing called the Intersect, which is basically this huge, massive computer database of, like, all these secrets, codes, pictures, files, information, basically, uh, that the government's been keeping. And a friend of his is, is actually his old college roommate who, I think, at that time where was working for the CIA, gets a hold of this. He ends up being killed, but in his, like, dying breath, he, he like, sends this email to Chuck with all this information, I mean, talk about, like, bandwidth problems, but or, or, or maybe it's just a link to something. I don't know. They don't really go into detail. But So Chuck hops on his email the next morning. He, he opens this uh, file or, or email from his friend, and all of a sudden these images start flashing on his computer. 
and get somehow all sort of downloaded into his brain. Not through any, like, USB connector in the back of his head, but it, it just ends up in his head. So now the government, two different, uh, what is it, the NSA and the CIA or whatever, there's yeah, two agents. Like yeah. Basically, they both use him because he has all this information uh, that has been put into his brain about secrets and people and places and just all kinds of stuff. And he'll see I, something and and he'll like flash on it. They call it, which he'll see somebody and he'll he'll recognize who they are. You know, oh, this is an agent for whatever you know, Moscow or something, whatever. Um, but it, it, it's like all this stuff just comes to him through his computer, and now he's got this massive uh, amount of information. So I, I think I don't in, know. in one of the newer episodes they explain how he does that. Oh, they did. In, yes, yes, they do. Yeah, he uh, has the ability to remember like the high ninety percentile of any subliminal messages. Right, they were. You're right. He was being looked at uh, when he was in college. in college. Is that the episode? Yeah. Right, and but just yeah. I'm just talking about the logistics or the the idea of how they got that information, like from this this massive computer, you know, whatever it's called, Deep Blue, or what was that one massive computer that was around? But this massive database from there to Chuck. That's the one I. That's the part of it that I kind of like. Uh, but so, and then the other the other issue I've always thought about the show, even though I still like it and it's fun, is won't that information become kind of outdated pretty quickly? You know, aren't secrets yeah, sort of? Too. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll uh, eventually be that day. I guess I read somewhere somebody commented on that, and I think it was from one of the official people working on the show saying that they probably will at some point. He'll have to sort of get like an like an update, an upgrade. You know, I've got intersection. Chuck you know, 2.0. Right. He'll have to get it. It'll have to be somehow updated or or reworked what? because you know these all these secrets they always say are always changing. So you can only a secrets only as good for a short time. So again, what makes the show so great though is that, I mean the science fiction element is kind of cool, but what makes it so great is they do such great takeoffs on like. Um, Best Buy, it's Buy More, and the Nerd Herd. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and then and he's how got many of those his, little, his those best little Volkswagens are, has he busted up? How many of those little yeah, cars that he drives uh, from yeah, the store? Yeah, I know, and he breaks them all, and they never talk about how that happens. But then then uh, his best friend, well, he's, the, the CIA is watching over him, and one of them works with him at the store, and the other works at a fast food restaurant across the street and you know poses as his girlfriend, which, again, adds all these just hilarious scenarios. And it's a, yeah. it's a, uh, a it's, funny, it's, funny show. Yeah, it's, and it's a little less, you know, it's light. You know, it's not as heavy as yeah. some of the other shows. So that, that that makes it kind of, you know, that's what I like about uh, NBC. You feel on bad Monday. for Morgan, don't you? Morgan, his friend, he's such a he's such a hilarious guy, but you feel bad for him. Yeah, I like the one where he became all straight laced. He, he he was getting his job threatened, and he, and he got you know. He kind of stopped goofing around at the store. That was kind of funny. But, yeah, NBC yeah. on Monday, you know, that, then Heroes, then Journeyman is a nice nice chunk of uh, good TV to watch. So um, any uh, anything else about that? we got to get going here and, and, and kind of switch off TV. I think the last thing that I really wanted to talk about was this uh, Battlestar Galactica movie that's going to be on in a week, uh, Razor. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. gosh, that looks good. I, I just, oh. yeah, I'm just uh, amazed by the previews. I just... I'm, yeah, I just caught the uh, the uh, six of the seven little mini uh, movies that they had. I watched them yeah, all in awesome. a row, and I was ju- it's just mind blowing. It's like a movie. I mean, you know, oh. I, they really went all out for this. They definitely did. Yeah, when you I saw the, seen old, the last one, old yet. style Cylon, didn't you just freak? I mean, they did such I a great died. job. It was just like awesome. Well, especially the, 
the way they show him is that they're falling through the sky and yeah, they're fighting shooting, in the you know, sky, I'm like, oh falling my God. him and Adama. Yeah, that's it, it's just uh, for, awesome. for Battlestar fans, uh, especially uh, I think people. You know, I'm glad that Ron Moore or whoever got this one going. You know, for the fans that have uh, that watched the original Battlestar Galactica, this is going to be something pretty special. So and didn't they do an amazing job of making a, a, the the young Adama look like the old Adama? I just well, was it like, sounds wow. like it. with I his can't tell from yeah, the clips, not, did they dub in his yes. voice? Did everything. they dub in like uh, Olmos's voice for the younger Adama? I can't tell, but he sounds a lot like him. Sounds a lot like him. Yeah, so we'll have to see. But that's on uh, a week from Saturday on on Sci-Fi on the uh, the twenty fourth, I believe, of November. Wait. So that should be good. Yeah, and then My of course uh, the name. Go ahead, just. My only complaint is the name of it. Yeah, yeah. Razor. Galactica Razor. Shouldn't it be Pegasus? Yeah, I don't get the name, but yeah. I, I think they're going to explain that a little yes. bit. Yes. Yeah, they'll explain why it's called Razor. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but it does call look, it Gillette it, Razor. It just looks. No. Uh, <laughs> it looks <laughs> I really good. The razor looks part. Re- I mean, the Galactica part, isn't it? Yeah. Called Pegasus. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. Well, I, I think in the in the show when we see it, hopefully there'll there'll be a reason for that. And but it looks great. Okay. And uh, Kenny, were you saying on the forums that the what's the plan right now for season uh, the next season? Are they going to show some of it this in early two thousand and eight? You know, I I read different things on different sites. Uh, I know that they've said that they finished the ten episodes. You know, because they were doing ten and ten. Right, um, right. But, I don't. I don't. I. I'm hoping they show them, but then I, I just read recently where they're saying that they stopped production on Battlestar Galactica. They're supposed to continue until March, uh, mm-hmm. but that means March for the entire season for all 20 episodes. Yeah, I just so, hope that they they get a chance. If they do have to break it, they break it. You know, like they're trying to do with Heroes, where. Well, I mean that's the same yeah. thing with Lost. It's like they have eight episodes done, you know. And at first they said, no, 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 we're not going to air them. Because you know, yeah, they, they keep going back and complete. forth. Do we want to show yeah. something? But do we want to only show eight episodes? I don't know. Yeah, you know. I mean, they say there's an ending to the eighth episode because it's again a lot of these shows made it to their mid-season, you know, finale, mid-season. Yeah, you know, the halfway mark. Right. So a lot of them have little. They can air like a complete story and leave you cliffhanger until whenever it's resolved. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they what they deal or how they deal with this. Uh, um, as we wind down the TV talk, Kenny, what what do you think right now? Since you're the the one closest, you work kind of in the in that area of the country, and, and you're in that industry. What do you think about the writer strike? I mean, if you had to, if somebody said, "Okay, here's a hundred bucks, Kenny, predict when it's going to end. Give us give us a month <laughs> or a year." Um, I you know I I would have said I didn't see an ending in a lot for a long time for about six seven months, but. You know, because they're just they're they're not even talking. Yeah, I just I I just read recently that. Yeah, I just read recently that uh, they're going to actually go back into talks on November twenty fourth. So, you know, keep your fingers crossed that they that they work stuff out. I mean, I'm I'm obviously on the side of the writers. I think they deserve the residuals from the DVDs and from the uploads because that's a new meet that's a new media that wasn't around when they first did their contracts. And these people live off residuals. I mean, I know people think Hollywood, you know, stars make a lot of money. And you're looking at maybe 1% of the popul- of the people who work in the industry actually make enough money. Most right, of these that make people, the huge money and then there's everyone yeah, else, right? Then there's everyone else. I mean, and I'm included in that. You know, you live paycheck to paycheck. 
you yeah. know, and yeah. they, they live for their res- residuals, and that's part of the industry. So people who say, you know, I know on the forums they were debating, you know, you're a chemist and things you make for your company, you don't get residuals. But that wasn't built into your contract. That's, sure, sure. Residuals have been around. Oh, yeah, I've since, got no. I, I'm completely you know, behind whatever whatever they can get out of them. I, I just to get a little disappointed <clears throat> that it sounds like they're so far away from resolving it, and uh, and that they don't seem to understand that these guys should get a little cut of it. Uh, I also, though, yeah. start to think, you know, you don't work, you're not a writer out there, but then I start to think about all the other people that work on these shows. And, and, oh, you know, it's going to, yeah. You know, it, I mean, it, it's kind of like this is the, the tip of the iceberg, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the one one good time that I'm actually happy that I'm in reality TV because we don't use writers. But, I mean, it trickles down. It's the writers, it's the, the cleaners, it's the food caterers, it's, you know... It trickles down. It's going to affect. I mean, it's millions and millions of dollars that are being lost every day. Now, can they use independent scripts? Do you have to to, to produce a, like a TV show or a movie? Can you take a script from somebody who's not in the Writers Guild? Can they do that? They can. Yes. Okay, because you know, I don't know. Maybe it's time a to dust of, off those scripts of, I've got. Yeah, here a, a lot of movies. Them. A lot of movies. Well, no, they can't. They have. They would have to already have them. Oh. You know, a lot of them are okay. taking stuff that they previously had shelved. They can use stuff like that that's been written. You have to still be a, a, a writer to do a network show. You but if it's on the shelf, it's like, hey, we're going to do that script sometime, and yes. oh gosh, we better, we might as well do it now since we don't we have can anything do it else. Now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I've because heard that in the future, like say in two thousand and nine, the movies would start to be really affected because you know stuff that's going to come out movie wise next year is pretty much written and is being worked on. Like yeah. you know, Star Trek, of course, is filming now. Um, but and the script is done, and I, I read somewhere that they were just banging out like the last little polish on the script, you know, in those last hours before the strike happened for the yeah. Star Trek movie. But in 2009, you know, the scripts that would be worked on now and in early 2008 for the 2009 movies is when people they've said that will start hurting that situation, you know, for the movies. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't get that far. Yeah, I hope so too. You know, I I, I, I mean, never understand I'm, a strike. I can understand it for a little bit of time, but then I, at some point, you know, whether it's a few weeks or even a month or so or two, I don't yeah. I don't understand why they don't all realize. Well, you know what? We got to settle this somehow. Let's all sit in a room and settle it before you know we're not leaving till we settle it. You know what I mean? I just yeah. It's like they they. It seems like these guys and, and the writers probably feel that Hollywood has to start to really feel it, and I'm like. I don't think the big shots that make those decisions really do feel it. I just you no, know, that's, you know, and that's the sad part is most of these big parent they could let companies them sit now, there for a year probably, and it yeah, wouldn't bother them. They're they're corporations. They're no they're no longer these you know president of twentieth uh, century Fox. It's a corporate who owns it now, so they feel even less compassion towards these writers. Yeah, and so if it they, may go longer. Yeah, if they ever did feel it, it might be in a year or two from now, but they're not yeah. thinking like that, I guess. I don't know. It's just a little disappointing, but I do hope it gets settled and uh, it doesn't impact so many things for the Well, sure, surely the corporations are already starting to think about the lost revenue that potentially can happen, so I, I would hope I that would hope so, yeah. pressure would come from that end. But in the grand hope. scheme of things, the corporations aren't losing that much money because they're still selling DVDs. They're still selling films on the air. The only people that are really losing anything are the people that are striking to – Make money because they don't have any to spare. Yeah, yeah. except when they get paid by the guild or the yeah the, the whatever it's called the union or the guild or whatever, um, they get some amount. You know, there's strike funds and that kind of yeah. stuff. But it'll so. run out eventually. So we'll we'll see how that works out. I mean, I I just it's 
it's sad, especially to me for the new shows. I, I think it's really going to impact some of them. I really have a feeling some of these may not come back after they end their run. Uh, so the ones that are borderline probably and that kind of thing. I can understand how they say it might help too because after you start, stop watching your shows for the season and go into repeats, you might catch some of these new shows that you haven't given a chance to and like them. That's true. Yeah, and well, the other, I think the other point on Slice of Sci-Fi they were trying to make is that some of these shows they feel might have been canceled like after, well, especially the ones on Fox maybe, but might have been canceled after like two or three episodes. Oh, and, yeah, and that's they, good. They, good they point. hung on to those shows like Journeyman maybe, uh, Bionic else. Woman. They, they hung on to them for a whole like sort of that half-season situation uh, for like 12, 13 episodes, and they would they didn't want to cancel them because it's like, uh, we don't really have a way to produce anything else and put it on right now to replace yep. it. So uh, That's uh, a good point, and that's very true. Right. So uh, anyway, we'll have to uh, see how that works out. Uh, quickly, uh, we're talking a little bit about movies and related to the strike, but I didn't go see Beowulf yet. That's out now. Uh, we've got some other stuff, of course, coming out in the next few weeks. The Golden Compass, which I'm really looking forward to. Love the book. Just finished that. Uh, Me too. Did anyone get a chance to see Beowulf that just came out without spoiling too much? Since... You know, before no? you guys start talking about that, I'm gonna actually have to take off. So okay. I just want to say goodbye. Okay, Kenny. Well, uh, thanks for uh, for joining us. And, no problem. Uh, have fun with your barbecue today. Thank you. See you guys. Bye, see you, Kenny. Bye, Kenny. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye, Kenny. Thanks. Okay, now that he's gone, we can talk. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, how about just a quick round uh, around the table here? Uh, Jen, are you still there? You still got the yes, Rectagino flowing? Yes. Um, what, what, what movie are you looking forward to uh, in the next few weeks uh, or, or any of them uh, that are coming out? Well, that's the thing. I uh, I actually won two movie tickets, and I've been sitting on them for a month because so far there's nothing really I am just excited to see. So, Go see know. Martian Child. Martian Child? It was great. We really, list. really liked it. <laughs> the John, uh, John Cusack uh, movie, right? The, uh, it wasn't what I expected at all, and I really enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. uh, definitely a, a little a, a little point that I don't know if you said in that review sent in, Rick, but uh, that was uh, from a, that story by, or, or was it a, a full novel uh, by David Gerald, who did The Trouble with Triples? Yeah. Yes. Sort of uh, is, somewhat from his own life a little bit, because it's yeah, about a sci-fi was... author, and he adopts a child, and that uh, that's what happened. That's what David Gerald, what happened to him in real life, too, so... Um, That's cool. So, Jen, you're not interested in the Golden Compass at all? Um, I haven't read a lot about it, and I, I've never read the story. So, um, well, it's very, uh, I, I guess, without giving too much away, and if you've seen the previews, to me, it, it's a lot mm-hmm. like, uh, I found it very sort of Chronicles of Narnia-like a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of animals and things in it, in the book, and the preview from what I've seen looks spectacular. I think they did a great job, at, at least with the look of the movie. You never can mm-hmm. tell until you see it. Um, well, but. I did see some previews for Beowulf, and that looks interesting. And I was surprised because um, in reading about that movie, I I guess I never heard that it was CGI. Is it CGI? Yeah, yeah. It's... It looks like, you know, in some scenes it looks pretty realistic, and then the, then you see the eyes of the characters, and there's just something missing there. But Well, it's like that... Um, that... That train thing they did, Polar Express, uh-huh, Polar Express. the time, yeah. Hanks, yeah. where they basically yeah. they took actors and motion captured and that, and then animated kind of over that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not just straight out animation, but 
I don't know, some people that kind of freaks them out a little bit. I, I don't really mind it. I know yeah. it's also, it's showing at this theater I usually go to, it's showing both in regular and 3D in two different theaters. Oh, cool. I'm not so sure if I want to go see uh, if I want to go see it in 3D or not. I, I've never really had a good experience with watching a, a 3D movie, but um, I, I've heard that people have said that it's pretty pretty amazing with some of the 3D effects they do. But it always seems like a gimmick to me a little bit when they do that. Anyone else uh, got a movie they're looking forward to that you want to mention? or that? You, that uh, oh, I'm sure everyone's going on a Christmas day to see Alien Predator 2, right? Alien vs. Predator 2. <laughs> I'm uh, waiting nice. for December 14th. I am legend. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Will Smith thing. Yeah, that's uh, that looks really good. That Do we really... know what that's – have they rated that movie yet? Uh, no, I, mean, I think it's R, but, I, but I'm not 100% sure about that, Rick. Because it really looks – it looks like it's going to be a great show. Yeah, but I think you never know. I'm not sure about the rating. Check on that because I heard that they they might have toned it down a bit. So I don't know what the final word on the maybe as we're talking here, somebody can zap it up and pull it up on their uh, computer. And um, but yeah, anyway, we yeah. we saw we saw the movie uh, the big uh, poster up at the movie theater when we went to the menagerie, um, uh, the Star Trek episode that was on the big screen, and they actually confiscated my camera because we went in to take pictures. We walked Aww. right in with this nice camera and we took pictures of us in front of the the poster. And I was walking right into the theater, and then the usher came over and grabbed me and said I had to turn my camera in. So but we they got gave busted. it back. I hope at the end of the movie. Yeah, and they didn't erase any of the pictures I had already, so I posted them on MySpace already. So yeah. <laughs> you need to get one of those very subtle, really, really tiny, tiny yeah. cameras, you know. Or that or was my cell, stupid mistake. Phone, I just you know, uh, look, the cell like a thirty-five really millimeter to, hanging around my desk. Or hard to stop my a cell phone camera, really, these days with everyone yeah. carrying around. Well, I had one of those too. I never thought about taking that out. Duh. And then there's you, Rico, <laughs> who records the entire beginning part of the movie. Now, now, that, that uh, no, I, somebody else sent that. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> By the way, that was, a great, that was a great podcast. I enjoyed that. Oh, you for people listening, it was just some of the audio. Really, no harm done, yeah. I'd say. You know, ah, it was great. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was fun to see the Menagerie on the big screen. I, I wasn't super happy. Like I think I mentioned on the forum, it was a little dark in, in a few spots. Plus, the audio in our theater was a little off, but uh, I'm not sure what the deal was with any of that but yeah it was a lot of fun you know those things don't happen very often so and it was interesting with the behind the scenes stuff that they showed yes i thought that was really good the, you uh, know what was interesting is at the end of the movie our lights didn't come back up in the theater and i saw this glow at the bottom of the theater and i went and went up towards the front and looked and they actually had played the episode in hd on a computer and projected it on the screen because there was the windows bar at the bottom of the theater Oh, we okay. Yeah. Well, I think I, thought, they, I think they oh. do that. I think they do that even with uh, a lot of us uh, content and movies these days. Like this, they're just uh, playing a DVD with a big, big screen. Well, yeah, huh? that's, it's that's, it's, that's it's nice. a uh, projection digital uh, recording of it. It's not film anymore at all. They started doing that a lot at this theater I go to around the time Episode Three came out. Uh, when Revenge of the Sith came out, a lot of stuff became digital projected. It was it's all data. It's just on one big hard drive and. Uh, no How real cool films. Is that? Yeah, That's... yeah, and it, it, you know, when it when it look or when it works and everything's fine, it, it's better than film, and it you know never wears out really. So, sure, and a but, lot yeah. cheaper. I guess, yeah. I don't know about the initial investment on the equipment, but yeah, cheaper to to pass it around and distribute it than creating massive film uh, canisters and and whatever. But 
Well, it was such a cool experience because, you know, normally we all watch Star Trek in, our, in the comfort of our living room, you know. And and if you go to see a movie, that's different. But the episodes, we've all just watched as a family or watched with friends. But right. when you get 200 people in the theater, it was so funny to laugh at the lines that were funny. and The women. Just the court, yeah, <laughs> the women. When we, Spock we yells so that hard. out in that episode, that always gets a chuckle, yeah. It's like, <laughs> Take anyone else, but not the women. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, it was fun to see. And, uh, well, um, I guess let's get into, uh, let's switch gears from the, the TV and the movie talk a little bit and, and just talk about what's going on in the forums right now and bring Jen back into uh, this a bit more. And She moderates the RPG game on the forum, and I was hoping that you could tell everyone kind of what's been going on with that uh uh, hopefully, I, I didn't put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah okay. No, sure. Uh, um, I'm go sorry. ahead, go ahead, Jen. Yeah, just tell everyone what's going on in yeah. season four, right? Four, of, yeah, four yes. seasons now. Season four of um, the role play game on the Trex and Sci Fi forum. Mm-hmm. And Chris and King, if you guys want to jump in and help me out, and Kent or uh, Rico too. Um, that sure. would be nice because yep. I'm sure. I mean, this is such a complex story now. I may forget. Yeah, just you know, oh, give a give a two, you know a couple iceberg. minute yeah. overview of kind of what what's been going on, I guess, without you okay. know don't getting it into it in a lot of detail, but just a rough outline. Yeah. Well, um, I play the first officer on the USS Tiberius, who is a Vulcan. Um, her name is Savril, and um, her father's a diplomat. Um, working with Spock to uh, towards unification on, uh, you know, between the Romulans and the Vulcans, and um, Rico's character, his name is Admiral Talbot. He's half Romulan. He's also the friend of Savril's father, and he received some type of message um, that was kind of mysterious that that uh, concerned him. Mm-hmm. He's yep. missing or something. So uh, Rico's character has gotten the Tiberius together, and we are going to go rescue Krell, which is the name of Cyril's father. Right. And uh, this is an unsanctioned mission. So basically we're, we're going to rendezvous with the Titan, which is um, in a caravan or a, a cavalcade of starships that are going to the neutral zone to meet with the Romulans for peace and negotiations. And then we're going to take the back roads, you know, and split. And um, yep. there's a prototype ship on the Tiberius called the Aurora, which is going to uh, kind of use, I guess, hollow emitters to um, morph itself into maybe a cargo ship or something, and that way we can sneak across the neutral zone as a Romulan vessel, and, and it'll ferry the away team down to rescue Krell. So, and there are a lot of little intricate side stories right now going on that are very interesting, and it's getting, it's getting to be a lot of fun. We've got several really good writers um, participating. Well, everybody that's participating is doing a really yeah, the, good the, job. Yeah, I have to say the detail of uh, you know each post. It seems like everyone just gets you know more detail and improves. Not that they're bad or anything, even to start with. But there's just a lot of uh, very thought out. Uh, you know, these aren't just okay. I went to the mess hall. Oh, I had some porridge. Oh, okay. Then I went to my quarters. <laughs> I mean, th- this is good writing. I, I like reading it just as much as my limited time and writing it, but I like reading it even more. Yeah, we have several groupies that are just reading, which is also cool. If you don't want to participate, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, it's come definitely read fun the to story read. And, and give us some feedback in our out-of-character sections. We love hearing your comments and stuff. So, um, Anyway, we is there anything that King and Chris and Rico want to say regarding the story and that's good for me for the outline of what's going on. I mean, there, there's just this, yeah, there's this been this message. 
uh, Sibril's father is in trouble and, and some other things going on in Romulus that we're going to go check out. And, and like you said, a lot of other little side stuff going on. But anyone uh, else wanted to throw in about the RPG on this? I think they pretty much covered most of the basic stuff. I'm with you there. Sometimes simple is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, um, the the basic idea here is just to have fun. I mean, for anyone out there who might be on the forums and hasn't joined in, or if you're, you haven't joined the forums yet at, at uh, trucksandsci-fi.com, uh, it, it's just, we, we just kind of go along. You kind of create a character like you do in any kind of role-playing game, and you, you, you just write what you're doing and, you know, fit yourself into the story and respond to other people, what they're what's going on with them. I mean, it's a it's sort of like collaborative fiction writing, I guess. I'm not a... Uh, you know, a writer by any means, but I think everyone who's—I've always find that that the more you read, the the you know your abilities to write are—you know—that's at least where I learned, at least to make a coherent sentence. Maybe not be able to speak, but you know, writing is uh, is any is something that anyone can do. I think. I'm excited that we get to see Riker again. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Does he got a beard right now, or not have a beard? That's the question. I don't know. You know? I I, just, I was just reading. It doesn't it does. say. Yeah, I think Does he doesn't he, have um... one. I think I think uh, Troy, when he got hitched up with Troy, I think she didn't like the beard very much, if I remember. Isn't that isn't that the way it worked out? And... Well, she said she never kissed him with a beard, but then of course we found out that he she had several times. Well, so, yeah, you know. but that was you know when she was like possessed or whatever. Oh, that's you know. oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. There's those funny clips on YouTube about uh, bloopers or not, you really call them bloopers, but. Um, Continuity problems. Yeah, continuity things yeah. about uh, you know Data's emotions and Troy kissing Riker and what were some of the others other ones of those? Uh, I'm trying um, to think right now. I, but it, you know just um, just little things they'd say in one season of like the Next Generation and then three seasons later they they'd say oh yeah yeah we can do that or we we've got that ability or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, that's always going to be the case. I, I think you know considering you know. 700 plus episodes of Trek and, and, and 10 movies and, and just novels out the ears, you know, they've done a pretty good job of trying to keep it all cohesive. You know, that's, that's not easy, especially when it's not just one person writing it all and got some kind of big old chart on the wall, keeping track of it. it, it they've done yeah, a it's actually pretty, pretty amazing. It is, it is. And they've got, you know, they've, they've really, uh, Although this uh, this movie in, in uh, at the end of next year, two thousand and eight, sounds like it could change things a little bit, so we'll see. Mm. It, it should still. Uh, it sure has got a big cast. I mean, my I gosh! Know. I just yeah. read. I guess it's fairly official now that that uh, actress on House, uh, the Cameron J- Jennifer Morrison, yeah, that's her name. She's uh, she is going to be in the Star Trek movie as well. I guess that's pretty wow. official right now. And, I mean, every day I read about another person. And we're not just talking about another red shirt character, although I don't know how many lines or how much they're, they're really going to be in the movie. But they, they've got a lot of uh, pretty, uh, you know, currently, I guess, uh, actors that are in the public eye and that they like. And uh, we'll see how it all works out for them. They are filming it now. There have been some pictures that have shown up of, you know, Siler, Zachary Quinto, and Spock's ears. And it looks pretty good. I, I'm I'm trying not to watch and see every little tidbit that comes out, but I know that the pictures and things like that that will be popping out there in the next few months uh, are going to be hard to avoid. So I'm pretty excited. It's uh, I think uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and obviously to see a new Star Trek movie uh, is always going to be good, and I think they've got a good shot at trying something new here. So 
And anyone else got anything else, sci-fi or about the podcast, the website, anything else anyone wants to talk about before we sort of close this up and uh, and I save this file for uh, all of time? And uh, Just that there's a new Star Trek book that just came out. Which one? Which Ooh, one? Uh, what is it? Uh, let me think of the name. Hang on one second. Yeah, they... Um, Oh, oh, yeah, speaking of books, while you're looking that up, uh, we did just recently start this book club on the forum as well, oh, yeah. and I think I mentioned that uh, maybe on last week's podcast, our, our first book that we're going to start reading here, well, right about now, is uh, a book, uh, Star Wars book, not a Star Trek book, but a Star Wars book. That was what was uh, settled upon by the people uh, on the forum. Uh, we're reading Death Star, which I'm assuming has something to do with the Death Star. Is that right? <laughs> Jen, you started reading that, right? Yeah, I had to stop. I read six chapters in, and I was told to stop. Well, you yeah. know, that's all up to you. But, the um, yeah, so that's uh, that's what we're reading in the next mm-hmm. uh, week or two, and then we're going to have a little section on the forum to just talk about uh, talk about the uh, book itself. Oh, Rick's calling me again. He must have got dropped, so let me let me add him back in. Yeah, Dexter is going to head that up. And the book is called Before Dishonor by Peter David for the next generation. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, they um they I don't know what the comment or the current uh number of Trek books and Star Wars books that come out each, you know, week, each month or whatever, but it's a pretty steady flow. Uh there's there's I know when you, when you go into like Borders, there's like a whole like aisle of just Trek and Star Wars books. Uh mm-hmm. you'd, uh it, it's it's pretty hard to keep up with. There was a time where I was able to keep up with it, but not anymore. I just it just got overwhelming. So uh Unless, I mean, even if that was all I read, I don't know if I could keep up with it, let alone reading other things, too. So, I have a really good either. friend just... that is a, an anesthesiologist up at our hospital, and she has every book ever, and she gets the new ones right away. So they get a kick out of it because she'll put somebody under, and then they'll look over, and she's reading a Star Trek book. <laughs> yeah, I know people that do that. I know people that can read, like, four or five books at the same time. You know, I yeah, don't know. Like, what, how I don't do know you do I can do that. I do, that. Do that? I, I do that. Too. I, I do that too. I used to do it where I just read three books at the same time. It's wow. really, really touchy, though. You gotta be careful. <laughs> but it yeah, takes I, me. Yeah, less... I, I would get them all confused together. I've it takes a, me less uh... than a day to read a standard size novel. Yeah, it's um, it's wow. hard. It's uh, you know, I know some people like I got a friend that keeps them like everywhere. Like there's there's a few of obviously a bunch in his house, in his office, in his car. Uh, right. I don't want to think about the car reading thing, but he says he, you know, well, I'm at a light or whatever. <laughs> That's scary. Uh, but, only doing traffic stops. Yeah, only in traffic. Yeah. Uh, but it is well, a lot of people. What they're doing now is using like audiobooks and stuff mm-hmm. to do that. Where where I think you're obviously you don't have to be looking down at a, at the pages, and you can be, yeah. you know, using Audible and download books and. Uh, they still call it kind of reading, which I think I always find that kind of funny when somebody says, "Oh yeah, I read that book." And, and I said, uh, you know, and then, well, where'd you get it from? Oh, I got it from Audible. Oh, you mean you listen to the book, right? Wouldn't that be the way to say it? I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, you got to be careful. The abridged versions are are pretty different from the you know the full unabridged version. Right. I, I, I've I read... used to read. I used to do that at work. I'd listen to an audiobook, and I had to stop because inevitably I wasn't as you know, happy with it afterwards, you know, probably. Oh, really? Yeah. Whether if I read it, you know, it st- stuck with me longer, and I was able to picture the scenes and all that. And Yeah, I st- and- I've tried it a few times. What I find that happens is I get distracted, and mm-hmm. when you're reading, when you actually, you know, you're reading a normal book and, and, and following it along that way, 
you you can focus on it but i i found when i'm listening to it in in my with my ipod or whatever if i get distracted then i have to end up rewinding and going back to it so i mean you can do that but it, it becomes especially in driving if you're driving and listening i could see if you're doing it at home maybe you could do it a little bit better but I don't know. I like to focus on those, all those crazy drivers around me, and, and then it's like, what did he say? What's, what's going on? <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. That's why music or podcasts are a little easier to deal with in the car than, than audio books. But some people seem to be able to do that. I don't know. Maybe it's the way their brain works. Well, you have My a sharper brother. mind than I do because I, I start reading, and I can read three pages and go, what did I just read? <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes that happens. That usually means it's time to go to bed. But uh, yeah, Exactly. But anyway, My brother... My brother, he's he's into the whole audio Harry Potter books, so it it really got to the point where we were telling him to put it on his um, CD player, portable CD player, because he'd just play it over the stereo and then fall asleep. Uh. So I could hear it in my room, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And he does, he he listens to him continuously. It's like. Oh, he doesn't just listen and finish it. He he keeps no. He he keeps doing it. it and doing it, and it's like wow. <laughs> yeah, We're still trying to figure out how he can do that. I know that they've because... done a lot of good stuff out there with those. I know it's not just some guy going. And then Harry Potter went to Hogwarts <laughs> and he practiced his wizardry. You know, it's like they, they had a lot of uh, neat sounds and I guess some music. And sometimes they have multiple people doing voices even. So it's. It's a little more well, elaborate. it's just the unabridged ones oh, by okay. the guy who's doing Pushing Daisies. Right, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a whole other uh, way of doing, uh, you know, keeping up on the books out there, which uh, I, I wish I had more time to do. But Hey, we got to wind <laughs> this up. Uh, I, I really want to just say thanks to everyone for uh, joining us. I, I know we've uh, a couple people, uh, John and uh, Kenny, had to leave, but... Uh, the rest of you, uh, I really appreciate taking a little time out of your weekend to record this Skype call. Hopefully, the people listening to the podcast uh, will uh, will enjoy it. I think they will. We got a lot of stuff in. And anything else? Was there anything else anyone else wanted to mention? I know we uh, I think we hit everything we wanted to. I just like to say thanks, Rico, for doing this podcast and the forums. Oh, it's and great. I, I just I, I have to say, you know, next week uh, video podcast show one hundred and fifty. Sweet. Well, let's just say I'm going to be spending pretty much the whole like Thanksgiving holiday doing this, so uh, everyone better appreciate. It. No, I'm just it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and there is still time to send in your your video, your little two three minute video segment to be included on this special show. Uh, uh, if you uh, need information on how to upload it to me and save it and all that, send me an email treksf at gmail dot com. Uh, or you can find me on the forums or wherever. Uh, the deadline for those is going to or is next Friday, November 23rd, which will give me hopefully the weekend to, to edit it up and put them into the show. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, a word of warning after this podcast for the the one next week's show, 150, the file size and everything will be large for a video show. If you have any difficulty at all, I'll have links on the website, on the forums and everything of you to wait, a way for you to download it uh uh, manually, I'm trying to make it in a format that will be compatible with the most uh, things and devices. Uh, it's probably going to be MPEG-4, which should play on anything out there, pretty much Windows Media Player, iPods, Zunes, whatever you happen to have, anything uh, that can play video should be able to play the file. So uh, I guess uh, that's all I need to say about that, uh, but it should be a lot of fun. I think it'll, uh, and, it's, and it's getting me a little bit of a taste of wanting to do more, but it just takes so much time. It's like, okay, I just edited three minutes. Oh, it's three hours later. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, that should be a lot of fun. So thanks, everyone. And uh, I'm just going to stop the recording. If you want to chit-chat for a few minutes, uh, just hang in there, and uh, I'll just stop it, and uh, I'll be right back. This has been a Rick Dosty podcast production. You said don't talk fast, and that's how you show excitement. All right, talking talk a little faster. Okay. This has been a Rick Dosty podcast production. This podcast, copyright 2007, all rights reserved.